Welcome to MikeAndJoeConsulting.com. This podcast is from our second act series, episode number three, After Addiction. Today's topic is after addiction, after rehabilitation, or post-rehabilitation. I think people are generally familiar with the rehabilitation process, whether it's inpatient rehabilitation where the addicted person physically goes to a location for a specified amount of time or outpatient rehab where they may attend sessions or meetings daily or weekly or in some specific time increments. But what happens after rehabilitation? People relapse for many reasons. After or post-addiction can be as hard as getting clean in the first place. Studies show sobriety after rehabilitation is in the single digits. Once discharged, the average relapse time is two weeks to two months after being declared rehabilitated. Whether spending 30 days, 60 days, or one year in the most expensive facilities, the majority of addicts are declared successfully rehabilitated and graduate their program after the last payment for services. Families ask, do these facilities have services for the family? In recent years, they have started to have extremely limited interviews with the families and general one-size-fits-all information for aftercare providers. After all, these programs are expensive and focus primarily on the addict. But they do not include all the people in the addict's environment, the family, the friends, or other potential enablers, bad influencers, and countless undetermining, undermining scenarios. All the money, time, and resources are spent on the addicted person in the program. When the rehabilitated addict returns home or to their pre-addiction environment, the people who are there are the same people who are still uneducated and unsupported in keeping the newly rehabilitated person in sobriety. They have no training in how to deal with this person. They did not go to rehab themselves. They have minimal education. They have not changed. It's all on the addict to deal with and resist all the things that were a problem before they went to rehab. There is an unreasonable expectation that the people waiting for their loved one to return after rehabilitation are somehow educated and are going to act differently to help prevent them from relapsing. This is where Mike and Joe Consulting comes in. Families ask if we are expecting them to inflict tough love on their loved ones. This is where we start to educate families about the widely used and often misunderstood term tough love. People don't understand what tough love is when dealing with addiction and addiction addicts. Most of our clients are family members 
who have spent their entire savings, retirement monies, and are on the verge of becoming homeless or believe their loved ones are about to die, hurt themselves, or hurt others. The other thing they have in common is they've been through the process several times over many years, sometimes through local, county, state, and even privately funded programs that didn't last. My wife and I, together or individually, have worked with and known people who have experienced all these issues. Joe has worked with these issues in the context of divorce, custody, and many other legal issues. We have seen firsthand the destruction of a family unit when someone is addicted and most especially when there is a relapse and family have to step in and deal with not only the addict, but the children of the addicted person who often end up in the care of relatives. Joe and I can tell you what we see as common denominators in all of our clients over decades. We see that rehab doesn't focus on the family or what can be considered the enablers when the rehabilitation is done and the rehabilitated person goes back home and into that same old environment. The system seems to address the symptoms rather than the root causes or what drives them to use in the first place. Many families just are not educated about what motivates addicts to return to using. Many times there are other bad influences. Some examples are having other active users in the home the rehabilitated person is returning to. Many times caring for a person from a position of love without understanding their addiction can actually drive them further into wanting to use again and use even more. Earlier I mentioned tough love and how misunderstood the term is. What do you think when I say, are you ready to practice tough love? You usually respond with, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to insult them. I'm not going to be discouraging. I'm not going to make them hate me. I'm not going to punish them for something they are trying to recuperate from. When I hear people have that reaction, it is clear to me they have no concept of what tough love really is and who it's meant for. Let me repeat the definition of tough love. If helping an addict stay sober is not one of the toughest things that you have experienced, you are not practicing tough love properly. Don't punish, degrade, deprive, to teach. It's hard on you to say no alcohol in my house because my loved one is an alcoholic. It's hard for you to say no to giving your addicted, rehabilitated person $10 for McDonald's because you know it's not for McDonald's. Tough love is 100% tough on you, the caregiver, 
the family members. It's just an inconvenience for the addict who just wants to get high again. If you do not know how to love someone with tough love properly, it's going to be very hard and will not help your addicted person remain rehabilitated. Families say, I hear what you're saying, and conceptually, it all makes perfect sense. But how do you deal with grandma who's going to give her a rehabilitated grandson whatever he asks for? Mom and dad might be on board, siblings are on board, even grandson's girlfriend is on board. Everyone is able to say no, but grandsons know if they hit up grandma for $10 for gas, McDonald's, the movies, whatever the reason, she's going to give it to them. What do we do with grandma? For lack of a better term, everybody who is on board must figure out an intervention for grandma. These are the things we talk about. It only takes one person to undermine the efforts of dozens. This is not for everyone, but I have said in the past, if we're going to a funeral, the question is, are we going to mourn a loss that we feel confident we did everything to prevent? Or are we going to realize in hindsight what we could have and should have done and focus on our own guilt? That is the thought that seems to get through the toughest or thickest uncooperative mindsets. This is what we talk about at Mike and Joe Consulting. This is what we teach. This is how we help the families, the parents, the grandparents, siblings to the love their addicted person so they have the best chance of staying rehabilitated. Our program is designed to fit your particular needs, your family, and your individual circumstances. At Mike and Joe Consulting, there is not a one-size-fits-all consult for us or you. This may very well be the toughest love you have to give ever in your life. So, as a call to action... Go to MikeAndJoeConsulting.com, contact us, set up an initial interview from our contact page. And we wish all of you the best, and thank you for listening to MikeAndJoeConsulting.com.